At night, they get a supper bag. Lunch may be served in a bowl. They have a full-time cook, Trevor, who's cooking primarily vegan meals for them. Hey, thank you so much for checking out Earth Care. Today, we're on our way to Quebec to learn all about Canada's only chimpanzee sanctuary, the Fauna Foundation. Now, the Fauna Foundation is not only a place of refuge for chimpanzees, it's a home for monkeys, farm animals, and domestic animals that all needed a safe place to go. So we're gonna catch up with Mary Lee, who is the Associate Director and the Primate Communication Scientist at the Fauna Foundation to learn what does the day look like when you're operating an animal sanctuary and how can the rest of us help support these safe places for animals. Plus, there are videos on their Instagram page of chimpanzees flipping through magazines. I need to ask about that. Mary Lee, thank you so much for being on Earth Care. I am beyond excited about this interview because, first of all, it's just so important to learn about the sanctuaries, the animal sanctuaries that we can support um, in Canada. But in elementary school, I have to tell you, we had to do a project on our favorite animal and I did one on chimpanzees and they have been in my heart ever since. So this is a big moment to learn about the Fauna Foundation. Can we just start with getting a bit of a backstory on how the Fauna Foundation started in Canada? Gloria Grow is our founder. She had a farm animal sanctuary with uh, her partner, Richard Allen, who's a veterinarian. And in 1995, she came to Ellensburg, Washington, to participate in an Earthwatch program called Caring for Chimpanzees. And that's when I met Gloria. Um, And we, in Ellensburg, had five chimpanzees that used American Sign Language, And Gloria wanted, um, she wanted to learn about chimpanzees. And in the time that she was there, she decided she wanted to start her own chimpanzee sanctuary. And so she did. There were chimps that were being retired from a biomedical facility called LEMSIP in Tuxedo, New York. And um, she built the building and the chimps were there within two years. Wow. The original group of chimps there are from biomedical and the, uh, um, and then other chimps from other backgrounds have, have since come to fauna. Wow. Now, first of all, I love your friend that has joined us for the interview there. (laughs) What's their name? Her name is Cece. (laughs) Cece. My friend, Ayla might come by at some point too. If you ever hear squeaking in the back of uh, interviews, that's Ayla just behind the computer playing with her birds, her toy birds. But um, now when we go to your Instagram, the Fauna Foundation Instagram, it's filled with just adorable, adorable videos of chimpanzees playing with toys and magazines. So from the outside, uh, as an outsider, it looks like a ton of fun, but I can't even imagine how much work goes into operating a sanctuary, let alone a sanctuary with chimpanzees. Can you walk us through a day at the Fauna Foundation? A uh, day at the Fauna Foundation begins at, uh, we have some staff that arrive at 7 Uh, There's usually about four or five caregivers uh, working in a day. Um, They, many of the chimps are taking medications. It is a geriatric population. Um, And so the chimps have their morning meds. Um, They have breakfast. 
And then they move into a different space and then we clean the enclosures that they were in. And then the staff will put, the caregivers will put new enrichment in those areas, some kind of a snack or a forage. And then um, the chimps have, um, we serve them in a variety of different ways to enrich their day. Um, One is by serving meals different ways. So like at night, they get a supper bag. Um, Lunch may be served in a bowl. They have a full-time cook, Trevor, who's cooking primarily vegan meals for them. Sometimes they get a a forage, so there may be a food puzzle and they have to work a little bit to get it. It takes time. And like you saw, there may be magazines, some kind of activity, maybe warm washcloths will be passed out, um, different kinds of, uh, of activities, coloring, painting. They also um, may spend a little time with caregivers. We have a positive reinforcement training program to get them to comply with um, medical procedures. There's, yeah, a lot of cleaning a couple of days a week. Everything gets cleaned out. Um, the other days there's small cleanings. There's the three plus meals because there's snacks and tea and different kinds of things um, that the chimps are, are receiving throughout the day. Caregivers will stop and play a game of chase. And, and they're, I mean, they're doing, the caregivers are doing a lot of housekeeping and all sorts of things. So their days are really, really full. This is an important question, I guess, actually, we sh- if we just go back to basics, the difference between a zoo and a sanctuary, because you you mentioned off the top where some of these chimpanzees were coming from, but there is a very important difference there. Can you talk about that? Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. There's a, there's a huge difference. One, zoos are open to the public. So the public is coming through um, at their, whenever they, whenever they want. At Fauna um, and at, at any accredited sanctuary, there it's not free access like that. Uh, we have in the past had outreach programs. Um, so we were, we were before COVID offering sanctuary symposiums and in that the public would come and learn about what chimpanzees are, the background of our residents, uh, how to behave appropriately and show good etiquette. And then they would have an opportunity to walk around Fauna. Fauna does sit on about 300 acres of green space just outside of Montreal. If the chimps chose to come out and see the visitors, um, the chimps um, had that choice, but there weren't on any kind of exhibit. The mission is really a good way to understand the differences um, because at a sanctuary, the mission is primarily about the residents. Right. Whereas if you look at the mission for zoos, it's blended. Some zoos don't even mention the residents. Uh, and then zoos are breeding. Um, and there's a, a breeding program uh, as part of the uh, AZA. Um, in, in Canada, they're, these are the only chimpanzees that are there, but certainly um, at uh, zoos throughout Canada, there's orangutans and gorillas, which are other large-bodied apes. And, and they are all involved in breeding programs, and that's a, a mission of zoos. It, it's um, couched under their conservation. As if, as if 
any great ape that is born in captivity would have the skills or the know-how to live in the wild is actually ludicrous um, and would be a very cruel thing to do. So, um, yeah, so those are the big kind of differences we offer uh, enrichment. We don't care what it looks like. So the chimps may get blankets or clothes. Some zoos, depending on their um, protocols and procedures, will only offer things that look natural. They may not give, I mean, the chimps love big pieces of like uh, butcher paper, you know, big, long pieces of paper, and we put in <laughs> all sorts of paper. Paper is awesome enrichment. It's a favorite. And on exhibit, it might look trashy. So they may not have paper um, or that it may only be done when they're off exhibit. Um, so, so really different um, procedures for, for how they're going through their day. You know, do you know about cute aggression when you hear something that's so cute and you're like, oh, I just want to like, I just want to squeeze it. That's that's how I feel every time you tell me about what the chimpanzees love, like just picturing them playing with their blankets and their warm cloths. That just sounds so cute. Um, Why is that kind of stuff important? I know I've I've seen videos even of uh, like tissue paper and color and just colorful pictures on the wall. Why are those sorts of things important? So we're just trying to enrich the environment and make the environment um, as, as varied chimps in the wild would normally be manipulating tools and solving different problems as they go about their day. And so we are um, making a, a, an endeavor to do that. And I just um, want to say a couple of things is first uh, I mean, the, the unfortunate reality of it is these chimps are incarcerated for a lifetime and they've done nothing wrong, um, as all chimps in captivity are. And so it's really um, important to do what we can to, um, to enrich their days and, and make them varied and sort of try and make it as uninstitutionalized as possible, even though at the heart of it, it is an institution. It primarily comes about through their social environment and making sure that they have good friends that, that they're around. And so that includes the caregivers. But the other thing I just want to point out is it's, um, it's something new that the ICUN um, is, is talking about and have come out with guidelines for primatologists um, in, in how we depict them. We're not supposed to depict them. Uh, sometimes you may see a primatologist with a monkey uh, on their shoulders or something like that. And research shows that when they're doing things that are sort of humanized, uh, when they're in these up close kind of interactions, the public then wants them as pet. Yeah. And so it works against conservation. So, you know, I know some sanctuaries won't put images um, of chimps wearing clothes, whereas the reason that they would be wearing clothes, it's their choice. Um, Tatu, for example, one of the chimps at Fauna was raised in an experiment that we know now is unethical, but she was raised like a human child. And part of her upbringing was wearing clothes. And so she knows how to put pants on and she knows how to put a dress on and hats and hair clips and accessories. Um, but we have to, um, you know, it's, it's, 
it's we're realizing now that we it's important to educate the public about sort of what's wrong with that and and the negative impact it can have on on all apes particularly those in the wild so how can we help how can we who are not at the sanctuary what can we do to support well you can go to fauna's webpage and donate money we are all we operate um off of individual donations People can make sure that they don't contribute to um, situations where chimps are exploited in entertainment. So don't buy a birthday card where there's uh, a chimp, a chimp on there. Um, Hollywood is is really moving away now from using chimps in live entertainment, but occasionally they will pop up on a video or, or music video, something like that. Um, so avoid those things. Let people know that you don't mm. appreciate chimps being used that way. And, and really um, Hollywood is using uh, CGI now so they can do it all with digitally and educate yourself. That's really the most uh, important thing that people can do. Look for opportunities to, um, to maybe talk to your legislatures in, in again, in chimps are not used in Canada in, in research, but they, uh, monkeys who are also primates, they're smaller bodied, they have tails, um, and they are used by the thousands in the pharmaceutical industry and in the biomedical industry in Canada. And it is um, not well um, governed um, and it is not very transparent. For example, you, it's very hard to get a census and any kind of an idea simply where they are, where mm -hmm. they're living, what labs they're in. Right. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. I so appreciate it. Like right off the top, we learned how busy it is at that sanctuary. So I so appreciate this. And and thank you for the incredible work you're all doing at the Fauna Foundation. Thanks so much. Thanks for uh, today. And, and uh, yeah, check us out. Thank you for listening to that episode of Earth Care. If you want to experience these interviews in video form, you can also subscribe on YouTube. Just got to search Sarah Christie, my name, plus Earth Care. That's where you'll find full interviews just with some visual treats to go along with them. Talk to you later.